Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? Dear Lord, what if I told you that all the things I believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Ah, reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, Lord is terrifying. We're at the fringes of the map. And there's more than just dragons. In your name I pray. Amen. The year is 1822. You are, Ralph, you are... James McIntyre, head of the Anthropological Society of London. You are an esteemed member and colleague here in Brazil on a archaeological dig. You have your assistant and greatest friend, Brandon Jules, here helping you. Brandon Jules, that's you, Josh. Brandon, you and James have known each other. You're childhood friends. You've known each other for... So, so long. You're as thick as thieves. You have no particular expertise at archaeology. You're merely here because, well, it's kind of like a holiday for you almost. You are here just visiting James and assisting him wherever possible. James, this is possibly, quite possibly, the greatest archaeological find of your lifetime. The region of the South Americas has long been a little mysterious when it comes to burial rites, especially ancient ones. So there has been a lot of difficulty in obtaining any Mayan or Aztec remains from beyond, say, maybe about a thousand years ago, probably because the Mayans and the Aztecs. Anyway, I'm not, anyway, 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 it's not important how old certain civilizations are. But you have uncovered what you believe to be remains dating back to possibly beyond ancient Egypt, or at least during the same period as ancient Egypt, which have also been mummified, but in a different manner. You're in one of a series of concentric circles, of dig circles, where you've been slowly digging down to find the center of this. There is laid before you a mummified corpse. They're not wrapped in bandages, but in reeds and leaves. Hmm. It's just the two of you here at this dig. James, obviously you've been in charge. Brandon has been here more just kind of like as physical labor, as it were. Standing over the body, you look down at it. You can see that the, the reeds and leaves have been decayed in some places. 
I will allow either one of you can investigate as well if you want. Either one of you can investigate the surrounding area or the body. Where would you like to start? Uh, Josh, why don't you go? Uh, sure. Since Brandon is here as a friend and physical labor, he is not going to be touching the source of this discovery. Uh, he'll be on the outskirts, making sure that everything is safe in the area. I don't want to touch this discovery and botch it for my best friend. That is not sure. my job. I'm here for support, not destruction. Right. Well, if that's the case, then uh, McIntyre is going to examine the body. You maybe hitch your little pants up a little bit, crouch down, have a look at the body. The body contains several important, or there are several important sections to the body, and I will let you inspect them in your chosen order. You can inspect the arms, the legs, the chest, or the head. Where would you like to start? Um, oh, it's very difficult not to start with the head, so let's do that. All right. The wrappings have peeled open somewhat on the, the face of this, this body. You can see that there is a like a reddish tinge to well reddish tinge to the entire body. You're not sure exactly what has caused that, but it is pervasive. Even just a cursory glance down the rest of the mummified remains, you can see that the entire body has been dyed red slightly. And looking in the eyes, you see the the eyeballs have been removed. There are sunken pits, and the mouth is just slightly ajar. You notice that within within its eye sockets, there's a glint, a gem or something is shining. Going to uh, gonna take a little 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 field brush and pull out, you know, mm-hmm. brush some dust away, get out my magnifying glass and a pair of tweezers, and see if I can find what the shining thing inside the eye socket is. You. With your tweezers, try to pick up the little shiny object. You realize that it is, in fact, not a little tiny gem in the in what in its recessed eye socket, but there is actually a tiny pinprick hole in the eye socket leading through into the skull behind. And in the skull, something is not shining; something is glowing. By Jove, um, Brandon. Oh yes, come take a look at this. Uh, something the matter. I think we may have discovered something entirely extraordinary. Well, I believe it's just a human body. We have plenty of these around. <laughs> that was my thought at first as well. Look closer. Just there. And I, I, I point to the uh, eye socket. You see, indeed, there is a pinprick hole and some sort of light shining from within the head. Well, joking aside, I suppose you're right. I don't see how that would be a joke. I'm very often right. No, my joking. Me, the jokester. Not you, you're not very funny. <laughs> you wound me. <clears throat> Come on, I think we may be onto something very important here. Um, it's best we don't move it yet. I'm going to take a look at the rest of the body and see if this phenomenon continues anywhere. Of course. Do you need any assistance? While you're looking at James, talking to him, you don't notice until it's too late. You feel something tight wrap around both of your wrists. You look down, and the mummified hands are wrapped around your wrists. Yeah. Yeah. The head turns to face you, its mouth opens wide, and you see a light billowing out of its mouth. It screams with a a pitch so high that it nearly bursts your eardrums. The year is 1867. 
It is oh. August 15th. <laughs> that was quite abrupt. <laughs> it is 1867, August 15th. Uh, I looked it up. It's a Thursday. Uh, in case you were wondering, <laughs> the Cran, the Cross All American, the Cran, is a one of the only trains that goes from basically as far south in South America as it can and as far north in North America as it can. It is a very expensive train ticket getting from one end to the other, but for shorter trips, for shorter periods, it's affordable, even to the average person, despite how nice the cran is. It's a kind of a luxury train. There's not a lot of call for people of high status to go that far north to that far south. So the Cran is a bit of an oddity. It's very expensive, but not really for the rich. Hmm. And it is currently in a Mexican town called Arizpe. Arizpe is like a stopping station, essentially. The town itself isn't very important, but it is connected to a lot of important roads. So the Cran stops here so that people coming from carriages from other parts of Mexico can get to the Cran or get from the Cran to other parts of Mexico. There is, next to the train station, a little cafe that both of you would be currently sitting in. We'll start with you, Josh. Please describe your character. Describe what you're doing in this cafe. My character is Reverend Daniel Jean Mason. He is rather short. Uh, for people who know what I look like, it is basically me. And for those who don't know what I look like, I will describe. Uh, about 5'4", dark hair, uh, dark eyes, olive skin, uh, no facial hair, very distinct difference from me. Uh, I got some plain glasses he usually has just for reading purposes. Uh, larger than average nose, but... Nothing really too exciting about him. He just has a regular button-down shirt, slacks, black shoes, no jewelry of any kind, uh, very plain attire. And he would just be sitting at a table by himself with just a uh, as standard of a coffee as he can possibly get, nothing too frivolous or expensive. The most simple of attires and the most simple of appearances. Absolutely. And you, uh, sorry, did you say, are you wearing your reverence collar? Uh, as a Methodist priest, I would not oh. have a reverend collar. Uh, he ah. would just be, during this time, be wearing standard clothes, nothing too flaunty. And why are you here taking the crayon? Uh I am taking the crayon back after a very short trip to Mexico. I came down to deal with the uh, French occupation. Uh, that is going in on in Mexico, not to deal with the occupation itself, but to help those mm -hmm. who may be suffering during those times. But me being a French person and from a foreign place coming into a place that is currently being looked into by another place, I was not very wanted. Uh, and also Methodist uh, religion has not gone to Mexico at this time yet. So mm -hmm. nothing about what I was, quote unquote, selling was really taking. So I figured it was best to just go back home and uh, work on the aftermath of the Civil War in my own country than try and interfere with down here. And then sitting probably not too far away, Ralph, would you like to describe your character, please? Yeah, so I'm playing uh, Winchell W. Edwards, the uh, the wondrous Winchell. He's a, a relatively well-known stage performer. He does uh you know, like a, a kind of John Edwards crossing over, sort of talking with the dead thing. He, you know, gets 
summon spirits and well like the old timey version of that though where like you know ghosts are knocking and ectoplasms being pulled from people's mouths and stuff but he's you know he's 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 a fraud um <laughs> he looks like uh for anyone who knows what who hans conried was he looks just like that he's the voice actor who was captain hook in the animated disney peter pan but he's got like a Big hooked nose, narrow face, real expressive eyebrows. Winchell is dressed in um, like a, a brown suit with bottle green trim and a green sash instead of a cummerbund or a waistcoat. And he's wearing a, a like a, a uh, an Omberg hat to match. Omberg hat? What's that? It's like a, like the fedora where the brim is turned up all the way around like a, a bowler. He also, uh, much like the historical Hans Conried, uh, Winchell, probably too often for a white guy, wears a turban. Yes. Because, you know, he's magic. It, also at this cafe, there are a great deal of other patrons. Some you would both recognize as being probably locals. The town here probably doesn't get a lot in the way of entertainment. So the train coming through might be seen as something like novel or interesting. So some of the locals come out just to see it, just to watch it. It's currently being refueled. Well, not really refueled, I suppose, but they're loading up on more coal and they're getting some more water pumped in. And just as soon as that's done, basically, the train's going to be back on the rails and heading to your next stop is San Antonio, which is a five day trip from here. Hmm. Uh, But some of the other people here at this cafe look to be definitely fellow passengers or at least soon to be fellow passengers. Some of them look well, most of them look to be people of means. You don't see anyone here who doesn't look like they couldn't have afforded the full ticket, if you know what I mean. In the crowd or in this group of people just relaxing or having food or whatnot, probably the one that you would both notice first or the most easily is a officer of the law. He's wearing like a long, dusty coat. He's got a big pair of boots that he's got sitting, resting, crossed on the table. He's leaning backwards, smoking a cigar, and he might <laughs> you might have first noticed him when he tried to order a beer at this cafe and was told that this cafe does not serve alcohol. He would have gotten very loud and a little belligerent about that. And he now has a beer because he harangued the waiter so much that the waiter went across the street to a general store collected a beer and came back with it. So he's drinking a beer, leaning back. You see he's got like a big badge or whatever. If you're particularly eagle-eyed, you might see it says U.S. Marshal. And other than that, who else in the crowd would be particularly interesting to look at? Yeah, you see there's a man who looks to be by far the richest person here. His clothes, if you have any idea of wealth his clothes look like each one of them individually could be worth the entirety of someone else's outfit here he has a bodyguard clearly a bodyguard sitting next to him the bodyguard is an absolute human freight train unto themselves. the bodyguard is unarmed or has no visible weapons but that is not the most that would not be the most intimidating thing about them it looks like this person boxes for fun uh, apart from that, would you be particularly, either one of you would be, be particularly interested in the crowd? I mean, I've already found a mark, because if that guy is wealthy, that's who I'm going to talk to. 
Would you like to make an approach now? Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to make as though to drop something that I have. What do I have on me? I have some things. I'm, we made a whole list of all my stuff, and I don't know where mm-hmm. it is. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, I'm going to drop uh, my pendulum and sure. in sort of the direction of his table. Okay. What is your, let's call this subterfuge manipulation. What is your subterfuge score and what is your manipulation score? All right. That's a sub three and a manipulation is also three. All right. Six dice total. That's pretty good. So just a quick explainer in case you didn't know, in case anyone listening or either of you didn't know how World of Darkness works. Each point you have in an attribute or skill equals one die. Every die has, it's a 10-sided die, so every die goes from 1 to 10. A 8, a 9, or a 10 is considered a success. A 10 is a success, and you get to roll another die. That is zero successes. So, unfortunately, you do On drop On six it. dice? I know. I'm a little shocked as well. <laughs> so, you do, Damn. you do drop it near him like that that, that's no way that you can't do that but it's not subtle like this person your mark let me roll for them your mark might already be kind of tipped off to that you are contriving a situation you'd think so but they also got zero successes so (laughs) (laughs) to anyone watching it's kind of obvious what you did but to your mark your mark, uh, the, the incredibly wealthy gentleman, looks down at the pendant that you've dropped, maybe gestures and says, Sol, can you um, fix that up for the gentleman? The giant human leans over, picks up your pendant and hands it to you. Oh, why, thank you very much, sir. And might I say, how gentlemanly of you to offer to help. Um, wait a moment. Ah... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This strange bit of happenstance may have been uh, more than just that. Are you 
Have you lost someone recently? <laughs> All right, that's another subterfuge. <laughs> Ooh, let's call this one presence instead of manipulation. So your presence is four. So this is seven dice. Oh, I'll let you know as well. You have something called willpower. Willpower is it gives you a bonus to any roll. You can add three dice to any roll if it's important. And it represents your character basically like spending a lot of concentration on an activity. Using all of your willpower, and you only have two points, using all of your willpower does exhaust you though. And it it doesn't really have negatives, but it does mean that if you have exhausted your willpower, you must indulge in your vice at the next opportunity. Yeah, this this role isn't that important. He's okay. kind of just scamming this guy to keep his hand in. Okay, two successes. So the person looking at you, you see like a brief a brief like expression of of worry pass over his face. How did you know that? Well, I I don't know anything per se, but I'm very sensitive to certain uh vibrations. I am per <laughs> Forgive me. Allow me to introduce myself. I am uh, Winchell Edwards, the uh, wondrous Winchell. I am a medium. I am going to roll for him to know who you are. You do have a point in fame, which means that he gets a one point bonus to know who you are. It's going to be one point on all those zero successes I get. He got two successes. Yes, I've heard of you, he says. Did you? Would your character have a reputation for being... A very good medium or a very bad medium or something in between? I think he was widely regarded as like something of a phenomenon for a little, like he had a moment in the sun. Mm-hmm. And when that was like nearing its peak, his assistant tragically died backstage, like manipulating all of the, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the trickery. Yeah. So there would be some knowledge of trickery as well. Is that something? Uh, yeah, they're probably his his career has kind of tanked a bit since then. Okay, but you know it's eighteen sixty seven or whatever. Like, how fast does news like that travel around? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he hasn't heard. The person gestures to a empty chair at the table and he says, "Otis Bismarck, please have a seat." He says, gesturing towards an empty chair. You now get to roll to know who he uh, is. Thank you. I, I, I sit down with one success. You have heard of Otis Bismarck. Otis, you realize you might have struck a fucking figurative or literal gold mine here. Otis Bismarck is the heir to the Bismarck oil and coal fortune. Oh. His father, or his grandfather, rather, started the Bismarck Company, and it is very rapidly, in in his grandfather's age and then his father's age, it became basically the largest power company in the world. There are no such things as billionaires in this day and age, not yet at least, but he is the modern day equivalent of one. He actually, he's kind of the modern day equivalent of whoever the fuck Jeff Bezos's kid is. Lil Jeffy Bezos. Yeah. Uh, he, he and his father are both also quite, rena- so his father currently runs the company. His grandfather passed recently, who is probably who he is currently thinking of right now when you said that. And you know that both he, his father, and also his grandfather are all notorious pieces of shit. They attained their fortune by edging out the competition, often through forcing lawmakers to create laws 
that basically assisted in that. But very often as well, just through literal like sabotage of the competition. Yeah. And then over the course of the next 150 years, the planet would be destroyed. And then we would be recording a podcast with like five years of our climate left. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. 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 Anyway, he's a real piece of shit. You know that. But right now, it seems like you, it seems like he's biting. Yes. A, uh, patriarchal figure. I see a grandfather otis leans in and says yes yes he he has a message for you he says keep being strong don't let anyone fool you i think that's what he's saying something about letting anyone pull the wool over your eyes does that make any sense otis leaning back just kind of chews that over for a little while you see him thinking a lot And then he finally says, yes, I think that means more than even maybe you understand. I am but the vessel through which this voice is talk. I know nothing. Um, what are you drinking? Coffee? I guess he's having a cup of coffee. Sure. And when you say that, he snaps his fingers and one of the waiters comes over almost immediately. They probably know they're dealing with someone important. So the waiter has been like really focusing on him. A coffee for this man, please. Uh, Two sugars, thank you. The waiter goes off to fetch you a coffee. Meanwhile, the good reverend, what are you up to? Do I overhear this conversation at all? You catch the majority of this conversation. And you have heard of... uh, You have heard of Winchell W. Edwards. You know probably up until the... Like that accident... From the accident, things get a little murky, I would imagine, because that might be very recent news as well. So you're like, oh, something happened, but you don't know exactly what. And then Otis Bismarck, two successes. Yeah, you know Otis Bismarck. Okay. To himself, he smirks, and while reading his version of the New Testament, uh, but not reading the words off the page, but saying them out loud, and under his breath, he says... But evil people in Charlton's will go from bad to worse, deceiving others <laughs> and being deceived themselves, as he sips on his coffee. Wow. <laughs> you see, both of you see the train conductor walking down the line doing checks. Both of you, you've even if you haven't been on the train since before a Rispay, both of you probably know him simply because he... If you've had any any interaction with this train, you would have met him. So probably while purchasing tickets, if nothing else, you have spoken to him. You know that this man is Miguel Zedillo. He's got like kind of, you know, one of those very rakish sort of mustaches that a lot of like 1940s, 1950s leading male actors had. Mm-hmm. That like sure. the kind of pencil mustache. Yeah, like a Clark Gable kind of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has he has like a mustache like that. He's got very perfectly manicured hair, and you see that his uniform is it's a bit dusty or spotty because working on a train it's impossible to not to keep your uniform perfectly clean. But you can see that he quite clearly takes a lot of pride in his appearance. And even though it is a little sooty, 
he has kept the majority of dirt off it, which if you've been on the crayon before or if you've been on the crayon since before today, you know is very difficult for some of the staff on this train. He's walking down the train and he's doing little inspections at most of the, well, not most, he's doing inspections at all of the carriages. You see, he's got a little clipboard, he's got a pen, and he's making notes as he goes. Once he gets to the end of the train, you know that he's probably going to start calling for people to get back onto the train. So both of you are aware that you have maybe about five minutes before everything starts getting packed up. With that five minutes, let's go back to Mr. Edwards. What are you doing? I'm I'm making small talk with uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bismarck, uh, you know, regaling him with the witty anecdotes. As Zadillo passes by, I, uh, I point him out and I say, if you're looking for another rich vein of oil, you may want to try mining Senor Zadillo's pomade. <laughs> uh, Otis turns around to see, uh, to see Miguel and he gives like a hearty gwarf. he chuckles heartily soul the bodyguard next to him doesn't really react you're not sure if he was listening uh but you could tell that soul is not much of a conversationalist soul seems just kind of like scanning around so you 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 realize you're not really talking to him but otis definitely thinks that joke was funny what do you uh, can i ask um, Mr. Edwards, what what is your what, what is your purpose, business or pleasure? Oh, I'm afraid uh, the suffering never ends. It's business as usual. Mm. I'm uh, on something of a publicity tour. Yeah, last few shows I did were not as well received as uh, I may have hoped, and so trying to rebuild the brand. You understand, branding is everything. Yes, it really is. I um. I must admit that, for me, this trip is a little bit of a mixture, I suppose, he says with a wry smile. Oh, do tell. Well, technically, this is pleasure, I suppose, because I go where I fancy when I fancy. I don't have to do this. I'm doing this because I want to. But I wouldn't exactly call it a pleasure trip either. I have... um, you can see that he's quite clearly like dancing around this on purpose. Like he wants to put off an air of mystery. He wants you to be like, ooh, what's happening? That sort of thing. I, I put a, a couple of fingers to my temple and just go, you want to tell me something, don't you? You're very excited about something. Well, this is going to be a very eventful train trip, for me at least. I have... Some very serious plans, some very serious business to attend to on this trip. But I would be lying. I would be lying if I didn't say I was going to enjoy it. Ah, you're one of that new breed of tycoons I keep hearing about. Yes. I, my father, sometimes thinks such things are a, a fanciful waste of time that I that I have no nothing in my head and only dreams in my eyes. But... <laughs> I hope to make a considerable amount of money on this trip. I tell you what I'm going to do for you, Mr. Bismarck. When we're done with our conversation and I retire to my <clears throat> car aboard the train, I'm going to do your horoscope. Hmm. He seems intrigued by the proposition. At about that point... Oh, uh, was there anything else, Reverend, was there anything else you wanted to do? Uh, hearing the conversation that's going around and... 
seeing that one of the only other people he can talk to is the officer with his feet kicked up and very loud and rambunctious. He's going to finish his coffee and hop on board, say hello to Miguel and board whenever, whenever that time presents itself. Well, as the person who is the closest to the train, you would actually notice right before the train is ready to leave, you see that one of Miguel's duties while checking the train is one of the, so the train is 10 cars. There are two dining cars up the front, two storage cars up the back, the caboose, obviously, and then five passenger cars in the middle. Now, you know that one of the, you notice that one of the back storage cars, the massive gate on the side has been opened, and you can see that there are several people wheeling on like a dolly, a person tied up and handcuffed. The person has like a, Hannibal Lecter style face mask. Actually, if you can imagine Hannibal Lecter being led around, that would be a very accurate picture of what you are seeing currently. It looks like a very high value or very like scary looking prisoner is being led into the cargo train. As he's being lifted up, you hear him muffled, like muffled screams from beneath the mask. You can see him thrashing and raging. The chains literally like, chains that are binding this man and the straight jacket that he is wrapped in seem to be straining like he's actually so strong he could break out. The rational part of your mind knows that that isn't going to happen, but a primal, terrified part of your brain is like predator, 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 predator. You are very scared. As he's being loaded onto the train, you notice that the marshal has gotten up and wandered over here and is standing next to Miguel, and they're having a short conversation. You could, if you wanted to, eavesdrop. Um, I would do so, but not quite intentionally. Like, my ears mm-hmm. are usually open, listening. So if I pick up anything, great. But he, he won't do so on purpose. If anything, his eyes are more trained on the scary individual in front of him. In that case, I'll make that a wits composure check at a negative one because you're not actively doing it. Wits two, composure three, is five minus one is four. No worries. You hear Miguel say, well, I just want want you to understand that I am taking a big risk doing this. And the marshal leans over and says, don't you worry, little man, you're going to be well compensated. And then with that check, you also notice that he takes out a small wad of rolled up notes and just pops them into Miguel's breast pocket. You just keep him fed and you keep him away from the rest of the rest of the train car staff. And uh, obviously, I suppose the passengers. And we're going to be rolling in money. This man, <laughs> this man is worth a lot of money. Well, again, to himself, because he's not really talking to anybody. He goes, well, Daniel, just got to let her rip and hope for the best. Stay far away from that one. Quite a bad egg over there. At about that moment, Miguel turns around, gives like a little wave towards the driver in the train car. And then everyone hears, and Miguel, standing up on a little box on the on the train station, calls out, Tickets! Tickets, please! Everyone, we are boarding the train! Tickets, please!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.